0: Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair-Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw, but real
1: interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire,
0: educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This
1: is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast.
0: Welcome back to the F10X Academy. My name is Timothy Fair-Matthews, and today we're with Flo Akinbiwi. Flo is an extraordinary MC and speaker with a holistic approach to any engagement. Equally as a producer, he is aware of the little details which can turn a regular speech or stage show into an astonishing experience for the audience. The topic of discussion today will be 12 ways to improve your virtual communication game. So really, really excited. Flo, how are you, mate? Great to have you on the podcast. Well,
1: thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. How about you? Yes, really good, mate. Sorry? Full of energy, Tim? Yeah, of course. You know, you've got to be.
0: If you're on your virtual communication game, you've got to be, you know, top. You can't be a bit boring like this because no one's going to want to talk to you. No, it's so true. See how how boring this is? I don't think it it will be boring.
1: It's going to be a very entertaining hour.
0: It will be fun. It will be fun. And you know what, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get you on because um, just to let everyone know, Flo's also, you know, come on as an F10X Evolve member. So we've just done an online course with him, but we'll talk a bit about that later on. So that's a that's an awesome little thing we'll discuss a bit later. But Flo, I mean, it's, it's great to kind of have your mind on here and share the tips to kind of really make sure that people are on point with their communication online. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think it would be, you know, criminal not to talk a bit about your story and what got you here. So tell us a bit about yourself um why you do what you do basically what's going on
1: <laughs> why do i do what i do it's yeah let me let me start with my story as you all can see i'm a typical german that's what i always like to say i mean everybody has curly hair like me almost everybody my first name is florian so flow is just for marketing reasons what works better and it's also more fun back in the day only my friends were able to call me Flo, but then i eventually i extended it and Akinbi is my last name kindi which actually means son of a hero in nigeria so that's quite a cool name i know right but very difficult three eyes, a bit of a complicated name so i grew up in germany right born and raised in germany and i i had a really good time in bavaria and i loved it but at the same time i always wanted to see more i always wanted to just experience more so what i did at the age of 30 it was kind of it was time to leave the nest and I went on to Dubai, came to Dubai about 10 years ago and I started working for an international events company, organized a lot of events, a lot of automotive, luxury, fashion, you name it. And it was a great journey, but there was only one issue. I wasn't happy. I was never happy because I hated being employed. That's that's the truth. I hated being employed. So what I did is after five years of being employed and, and working on some really cool projects and accounts, I decided to become self-employed again. And I ventured off being an event pre-dance producer, event director, and then I just expanded my portfolio. So emceeing was the next part that I picked up again. I was already currently seeing um, before in Germany. And then from there on, I just added communication training because I was a part of Toastmasters and that really got me deep into the topic of public speaking and i i loved learning about it because i found it such a such a fascinating topic and then it just grew i did a coaching certification so i'm a trained result-oriented coach from the neuroleadership institute so tim if you want to do a coaching session and we want to talk about a few other issues in your life we can do that i'm a good listener sometimes that's good to know just just in case (laughs) just in case And the last one that I added to the portfolio, and that's not really something that is for the money. It's really something for the heart. I also officiate wedding ceremonies, which is very, very special because if you think about it, there's only these two moments where you have all your friends and family together. That's the moment you get married. And the next one is unfortunately when you're about to leave this world, right? So being part of one of these two magical moments in the life of somebody is just beautiful. And that's why yeah i love this part of my job very much that's okay. in a nutshell what i did actually pre-covid now with covid19 things changed a little bit no so true i mean first of all i kind of want to know really from an
0: expert who's really good at like communicating in public has the methods and everything applied been the same for you for online or have you had to pivot yourself and how you conduct interviews and speak on camera is, is that the same or not
1: uh, that that's a that's a layered question <laughs> let's mm. let's start off with for me everything changed right when in February COVID-19 hit we lost all of our business and on top of that last year I made the constant conscious decision to stop organizing events or to only organize events for a very few select clients but not to work basically all the time as a freelance event director so therefore I already had to take a financial hit and even tap a little bit into my savings to build up now the rest of my portfolio even more but then COVID-19 hit and by February we had a really solid pipeline so March, April, May, all the way up to june fin- until september it looked really really solid and then within the matter of, within the span of two three weeks everything went away every yeah. single project so yeah i had events that i was organizing gone i had mc gigs gone wedding ceremonies gone we were curating talks for an art festival here all gone and trainings as well everything was gone so i had to i had to pivot and create new services create new products and that's what I did. So first of all, we took on a marketing client because as brand brand experiential marketers, we we can also do marketing. So we took on a brand and helped them now to do amazing marketing, do a bit of social media, just help them really to to make a splash in the market. And then of course speaking and uh, I'm I'm really blessed that I diversified. So therefore I now do a lot of virtual communication training, helping individuals to deliver better communication online and then of course now as a next step and that was just the natural evolution I now also help companies to deliver better webinars because there's the speaking part to it but then there's also the kind of event organization part to organizing a good, hosting a good webinar and that's also where I can add some value and then of course there's another project that we might talk in a while about it that I'm cooking up right now and I'm very excited about that one so Yes, I, I had to divert actually quite a bit.
0: Amazing. I mean, you, I mean, you've shown a lot of demonstration there of like how you've pivoted. I mean, we actually—I'm um, not sure if many people in the academy had had obviously tuned in yesterday, but um, roles reversed—you were hosting me yesterday, and you—you um, you were working with NASA. So tell, tell us a little bit about NASA actually and your arrangement there, because I know that's also where we filmed your course. So tell us a bit about that and what was
1: going on yesterday. Well, NASA Dubai is the coolest co-working space in Dubai, full stop, the coolest co-working space in Dubai. And it's the coolest co-working space for a few reasons. Number one, it's a it's a membership club. So they were always really, really working hard to curate an amazing community. So you really find like-minded people there where you can come, people that you would collaborate, that you would create projects, that you would brainstorm together and to just really do amazing stuff. And then, of course, the space is just beautiful. It's really beautiful. They even work together in some, in some stages with the designers of the solo houses. And they've got all these books, all these art books and coffee books. And there's always inspiration around. And then, of course, they also have world-class facilities, whether it's the pool that is as nice as a five-star hotel. they have got a big lapping pool with a little lawn on top. And it, it's, it's just a beautiful gym, photo studio, you name it. It's, it's just a great place to work. And yes, that's that's where we also shot yesterday our session.
0: Hmm. No, I mean, so yesterday we were discussing a bit about how other businesses have pivoted online. And I mean, a little bit like us, really, you've got almost your finger on the pulse of a lot of other businesses. I mean, you work, your, your business is mainly B2B. Um, is that right? Or do you, I mean, apart from obviously the weddings and things, I mean, do you, What what is your main target market? It would be probably corporates, wouldn't it, and things, or would it be coaches, or how would, what would it be?
1: That's, that's a good question. My main target market was always corporate. It was always B2B, whether you organize events for businesses or whether you also do trainings for businesses. And now it's, it's also changing. So I still have my corporate clients, but also need to now venture out into and finding new clients. So therefore, when I did now virtual communication trainings in the beginning as the pandemic hit, I did a lot of free sessions, a lot of free sessions. And did them for basically my network, invited my network, and and just also wider audience, and then therefore that's also what got me the new clients and new business leads. So, yes, now it's B two C as well as B two B. It's it's a more effort now than ever. Of course it is. I mean, one of
0: one of the things I think all of us have actually one of the silver linings I think, and we we could talk keep talking about this in the academy is that. It's, a, it's highlighted the cracks, I think, you know, with the with the virus and hitting and everyone being locked down, it's highlighted where we're not probably mitigated in terms of risk of how we, you know, earn in our business um, and, and focused around communicating. I think it's um, in a real roundabout way. It's forced people a little bit out of their shells. Ironically, you know, that we're kept inside and we can't communicate. More people are now actually doing meetings because obviously we're doing it now over online. So. Like, for, I mean, a lot of people, like, for, for, from, from, let's take, let's take me for example. I mean, we, I've done about three or four, I guess, online events now where I, I've, I've been speaking. And before the, before the pandemic, I hadn't done one speaking event. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's really peculiar, but it's, it's just made me aware of, almost how much goes into actually and in how you communicate. So, I mean, we've not actually done a talk on this yet. So another, again, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I think it would be really good to kind of, I guess, because there's 12 of them, you've got 12 tips. It'd be nice to maybe start layering these now and going through what you feel people can do um, to improve their communication, because I guess it's it's fundamentally used almost nearly every single day now. I don't think any business can go by one day without doing at least one Zoom call. So. Um, I mean, all of this is going to help, isn't it? When it comes to selling, you know, to speaking to your clients and everything.
1: Absolutely, as, as you said, right? Communication was always important. If you if you think about it, before you had to communicate as well. Uh, you were in meeting rooms and you were doing your presentations. You were, whether it's to your boss, your clients, or new clients, you we were always communicating. But now, the biggest problem that I see is it's now virtual communication and. With communication already, it's a bit of an issue because who is really trained in doing presentations? I mean, in America, the education system is doing really, really well. And now education systems around the world are catching up. But when I went to school, I had literally three presentations, three presentations in 13 years. That's, that's not a lot, right? So how, how would I know if I don't put in the time and the effort? Then, yeah, you can't really ask me to be a great communicator. And then, of course, now that it's virtual, nobody ever trained us to speak in front of cameras, to communicate with cameras. And it's not only speaking to the camera. Then there's also this entire layer of technology, whether it's the tools that you use to communicate, or also other tools that you could be using to make sure that your communication is more effective. And that's really that's really where I add value, and I share a lot of knowledge that that I gained over the last over the last years as well as months. It's, it's quite interesting. And, and that apply, That goes now back to one of your questions that I didn't answer earlier. Did what I learned in public speaking apply to communication as I also coach and train it now? Well, yes, and I was lucky because I, through, through my job as an MC, I always had a few opportunities to speak in front of a camera, host a show, do a few social media clips. So I already have an idea and I was a little bit trained how to speak to a camera. So that helped really a lot. But of course, now with virtual communication, there's also a lot more where I had to dig deep and and do some research and do some learning because, as I said, there's so much. So starting off with the basics, I think this is what, what everybody should know. And so many people get wrong. It all starts right with your setup. If you think about it, the setup is very simple. What you have in the background matters. The background is just something that matters. And me today, I've got just a plain green wall because I have to speak today from my bedroom. Yes, that's my bedroom. And believe it or not, my wife is actually sitting down there at the bed working. That's that's the reality of working from home. But of course, at yeah. least I have a pleasant background, right? So it looks nice yeah. and professional. And that's yeah. what everybody could be doing. But if you look at some of these Zoom calls, oh, it's absolutely incredible. There's basically so much visual noise in the background where you see yeah. Sometimes, right, you see speakers with a classic bookshelf. Now, Mm. I'd like to just pick up on the bookshelf for a second here. If you have a bookshelf and it's just loaded with titles and your camera is good enough that you can actually read the titles, what might happen, right? Well, me, I actually might be checking out what kind of books you're reading and finding a little bit out about your personality instead of listening to you. And really interesting, Barack Obama, I mean, he's a great speaker anyways, right? Like, I adore Barack Obama. He did a Zoom call. He had a bookshelf behind him. And my surprise, it was not full with books. There were a few, I guess, nicely curated books. And there there was an art piece and a vase and this and that. But it wasn't that busy that you would get lost in the background. So that's what many people have with their background, right? It's just visual noise. And therefore, you want to to make sure sure that you create your background. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I guess that's a a great tip. I
0: mean, people don't really think about it. I mean, I've I've been on some chats before where people are also shooting against like a window and it's like, I mean, not like what I'm doing now, but where it's really bright and the sun's behind them and they're completely silhouetted. It's like, it's strange because people, I guess, don't think about it. Um, it, Again, I mean, a lot of people, as, as I said earlier, like this is the first time I guess some people are communicating this way. I don't know how many people were doing online meetings much before the pandemic. I mean, it's... I mean, I don't even know how busy Zoom were. I mean, I, I heard of Zoom. But, <laughs> I mean, I know everyone knows Zoom now. Even my mum knows Zoom. So <laughs> she didn't know what Zoom was four months ago. Yeah. So it's crazy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to – it's okay if I actually just share the actual 12 tips and we go for each one. So, obviously, we've talked about That's setup. Um, so we've got setup here as the second tip. So the second tip, uh, lighting. I guess like that links to what we just said now with regards to the window. Why, why is, obviously, lighting so important?
1: I mean, you're the professional, right? You know 10 times better than I do. But if you think about it, we all know a little bit about photography because we've got all phones with decent cameras. So when you just shoot a photo against the light, all you see is a black silhouette. However, when we do Zoom calls, you always see this person where you can't see their face. You can't see just this dark silhouette and there's this bright white light coming from the back. And that's not really what you want, right? So ideally, you have... The light shining right from the front at you so that's mm-hmm. the best lighting that you can have and from the side also doesn't help because then you've got kind of the moon face one side is really bright the other one is dark also not from the bottom or from the front uh, from the top you really just want to have good light from the front and that's that's what you need yes and it's it's not that difficult right i i checked out yesterday for a company where we're setting up a little home studio in their office I checked out how much ring lights are. So, you know, the ring lights, the beauty dishes, they cost something around 200 dirhams, which is equivalent to maybe 50, 60 dollars. 50, 60 dollars. And think about the amount of time that you spend in online meetings. That's a good investment, right? You you buy one, you set it up, and anytime you will look pleasant on camera with light. The thing is, I mean, people can also like
0: almost makeshift and just use the lamps they have at home, can't they? They can always, you know, just arrange, you choose a desk lamp, or, or just take like maybe one of the lamp shades off, so you've got a bit more uh, brighter light. I mean, in the past, we've we've done that even in production. We've decided to use makeshift things that we can find, you know, roaming around. Ultimately, you just need to make sure that you're lit correctly. I mean, I've got a light Absolutely. on me now. I mean, if I turn it off, you know,
1: different. <laughs> so, uh, same here. Let me let me show you. Actually, I have a good camera, but if I turn off my light. Well, this would be it. How pleasant can we, can is that? We, can we
0: just do the whole talk like this? And we can do the like whole talk. <laughs> so I, I have a confession to make. Um, some people in the Academy might know that the other day I did a live and um, the room got darker and darker and I hadn't equated for it. And then I ended up being like this floating head in the dark. It was just really funny. I don't know if anyone noticed. Anyone, anyone comment, please, if you notice that. If you, I'm hoping no one comments right now because then that will be really bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but never mind
0: we'll see so the next next tip let's move on to the next tip camera so you mentioned camera just now so um camera at eye level not too close so
1: that's not just about the obviously the quality of the camera it's how it's positioned absolutely right if you if you think about it number one mistake most people use their laptop as a laptop but as soon as you do online communication it is not just a laptop it is actually a camera so it's more than fifty percent of the camera. That's that's really actually what you need to do. So you need to position it correctly to make sure that you can just have eye contact. And then if you if it's below you, right, then you see a lot of the neck, and you can see up the nostrils, and that's not what you want. And also on the other hand, what you don't want is to have it too high because then you're you're always uh, um, looking up or down. So that's not what you want. You want again the camera on eye level to make sure that you can have a real conversation eye to eye that's that's what you really want to have. And i mean it's as simple as just get a stack of books and raise a laptop and that's what what i'm
0: saying right now yeah i'm sure you're doing the same because a lot of people they just like looking down at their laptop and it just looks it doesn't look as flattering does it
1: absolutely well actually i have a few boxes because i'm on a bed so it takes me always a few moments to to set up but whatever whatever needs to be done will be done that's as simple as that so the
0: next tip what we've got we've got a
1: authenticity
0: so well, that's reality a big the big one you. Mm. sorry authenticity show the reality in the real you I think that's you know must be quite hard I guess for some people because being
1: in front of a camera can be
0: sometimes a bit daunting so how do people get around that
1: well let me let me just elaborate on this one a little bit it's not just about the camera right if you think about any professional environment what what happens a lot is that people put themselves into a box and it's, it's literally that like people think they need to be in that box to be professional. So for example, I was working with a lawyer and she's thought that as a lawyer, she has to be like this. She has to be very professional, very dry, no fun, no humor, no engagement with the audience. This is just what I do. I give you all the facts and that's it. Full stop.
0: Mm.
1: Now, that's not really what you do if you want to engage with the audience and if you want to be authentic and if you want to connect with them, well, you need to do more. Or, for example, a CEO of a company that I worked with, he was, he was actually an okay communicator. We did three sessions and for the first time in his entire career, he would get a positive feedback at the end of his Christmas speech. And the most amazing thing about it was that it was actually not a good year. It was a year where they actually had really bad results. So therefore, it was really, really cool. And what happened then is we did another role play and he then presented to the board. Now, check this out. He presented to the board and you know what? He became the CEO that now has to prove to the board that he's so professional that they can trust him and so on and so forth. So he lost all of his new, newly learned communication skills and it was horrible. And I first didn't understand what happened until I dug a little bit deep and we asked some questions and did more role play and I understood that he puts himself right now into this box because he's asking the board for money, and therefore he lost all of his authenticity and all of his charm and and his what what made him special was gone again.
0: Oh, so what do you
1: need to do? Sorry, I said that's a shame. It is right. It is. So what you want to do really is to make sure that you show your real self, and that's that's as you say for in front of a camera not easy, right? In front of a camera where you you're sometimes really lonely if you can't even see the other participants. You you really feel that, oh, I I don't want to show too much. But keep in mind that with your many of the online meetings, you are in your home, right? So you're already showing a lot more from your personality than you would ever do. So therefore it's really good to to be honest and to be true and to yeah, not not to hide behind anything, to really show the world who you are and do that. And, of course, in the right way, maybe don't go too much. If you if you like rock and roll and, and tank tops and tattoos all the time, it's not always appropriate, obviously. However, you know, you can show a little bit more of your personality and that, that can do wonders.
0: That so true. Great tip. Um, moving on to the next tip, so the look. Is it? Is it virtual business meeting? Is it dressed up? So I guess I guess this is a really. I mean, I I've got to hold my hand up as well. I've I've been a bit. Um, I've not always looked the part. I guess. How how do you know? I mean, I guess. I guess. Is it is it always good to be as smart or not? Or would you say it's better to be sometimes? I mean, I guess it's depends to be occasion, doesn't it?
1: Well, so the look. Let me let me just just make something clear here. I married an Italian wife. Which means, whether I like it or not, I had to become a fashionista, right? It was do or die, and I went for the do. And I'm very thankful for that. Because what I really understood is that with fashion, I can make a statement without saying a single word. and That's amazing, right? I can make a statement without saying a single word. And all I have to do is just wear whatever is now in my closet. Because a couple of years ago, I threw out half of my closet and just, just really created my own individual style. And that, that's really powerful. Now, when it comes to the virtual meetings, a lot of people do them from home, or most people do them from home, and they like to be very comfortable. But the problem with being very comfortable is that you don't look that smart. you rather look just lazy. So you want to find the balance. You also don't want to sit in your suit and tie. That's just overdoing it. So you just want to find the right balance. Find something that works well and that just does the trick. I saw something yesterday, something really, really cool. You should all check that out. Work from home jammies. They created basically a shirt that starts here. Well, it starts here. This top part is shirt and the rest is jammies, right? It's this comfortable sweatpants and t-shirt style. So it, it rightly really shows you, right? Like we want to be comfortable, but at the same time, we just want to make sure that it's also right for the occasion. No, of
0: course. Of course. Great tip. Um, smile give a positive and friendly vibe i think that's quite an easy one a lot of people forget it
1: it is it is right and if you if you think about it the smile is such a powerful tool when it comes to communication because you smile and immediately the audience will like you more they will connect with you more they will really be interested in what you have to say because you seem like this friendly person but here's the trick or here's the problem we as men, especially, we don't smile that much. Women they tend to smile more, so they have a natural advantage here. We are always, yeah. you know, we are talking about business, and we need to be tough, and we need to. So that doesn't help, really. <laughs> so here's yeah. the, the hack number one from from an authority when it comes to body language. Mark Bowden, please do check him out. He's got this really, really good talk around body language when it comes to communicating the auth- the importance of being inauthentic. TEDx talk. I would recommend you all watch that one. And he has this hack where you just get a little post-it, a little sticky note, and you draw a smiley on it and you stick it right behind your camera. So every time you look at your camera, you will see the post-it and you will crack a smile. And that just helps, right? Because you are now connecting more with your audience. And it's very simple.
0: Very true. I guess cracking the old joke as well is good for also rapport building and that obviously brings up people smiling
1: as well. Of course, of course, Yes. And ideally, I mean, we we'll get to that later, to humor, but ideally, you, you want to even just try to be natural with humor. If you have jokes, great. If you're a natural storyteller and a natural joker, perfect. But just try to be a little bit humorous every now and then and to make the audience laugh. It can really help so much, especially these days, right, where, we, where many, many people are going through tough times. It's, it's great if you can just add a little bit of humor and get a laugh out of the audience.
0: Great. Awesome. Um, guys, so anyone who's, I've noticed some people just jumped on the live. Anyone who's just tuned in, just um, Flo's obviously here as a virtual communication expert, please drop your comments below. At the end of the talk, we are going to be going to uh, a few questions later on. So let's move on to the seventh tip, uh, voice. Use it to grab. Uh, we, you... we ask the audience to say a little hello. hello. A little Is there hello any... for us. <laughs> let's get a, hello, a few hello in the comments, please, guys. Yes. So uh, the voice. Use it,
1: use it to grab the attention. So what does this mean, Flo? Like, well, you know what I always like to say? The voice or your voice is a Ferrari. I even did this social media post last week where I said, your voice is a Ferrari, so don't just drive it in first gear. And that's what it really is. If you think about it, how often do you hear in communication somebody who speaks with a flat and monotone voice? It's just very, very boring, and very, very flat, and it doesn't really engage you. Or the other hand, the other extremist, somebody who speaks really, really fast, and they just go on and on and on and speak very fast, and and you can't follow them. And that's a shame, because what you can do with your voice is just amazing. So yesterday, I was hosting one of my webinars to train a company to train their next presenters for their webinars. And we did did basically three things. So number one, I gave them a a rap piece. Bismarck is always my go-to. Have you ever met a friend? Just a friend. Good one. I had somebody to just play a little bit around with their voice. Then I took them to a poem, Invictus, William Ernest Henley, great piece of poetry. Let somebody recite that and do a little bit of voice modulation. Then I got another one on and I gave them now an introduction for a presenter. Ask them to do a little bit of voice modulation. What happens is you get maybe 30% out of them. Then I said, now you go ahead and you introduce the speaker as if he was a rock star. And you know what happened to him? What do you think happened? Well, go, she went up and said, "Well, she just did a really good introduction. She just did a really good introduction, and for her, she felt like oh, I <laughs> went completely overboard." The rest of the audience, and these were her colleagues and her peers, who are of course now watching her and observing her very, very carefully. They all said, "Oh, that was a very enthusiastic and and engaging, engaging introduction." That's it, mm-hmm. and it, it shows you that. What you can do with your voice is, is very, very easy. Unfortunately, most people just, you know, they, don't, they never explore their full potential of their voice and they never use it. So if I can recommend one thing when it comes to communication, especially it's learning how to use your voice, whether it's how to breathe properly and then learning voice modulation and just learning how you can use your voice to really engage an audience. Right, true.
0: That's a good one. Short and sweet. Next tip.
1: Speak in
0: bite-sizable chunks. Yeah, I guess I mean I, I mean we we've I'm sure we've all had those like PowerPoint presentations where people just talk <laughs> forever. <laughs> Death by yeah. PowerPoint, I think it's called, isn't it? And I just you just wanted to end and I guess it's the same for Zoom, because I mean I've I've been in again in a few Zoom calls where people are incorporating presentations and it's yeah, it just takes me right back to those moments where we were sat around a big table. And someone is talking about a certain topic and how, you know, using charts and things and it's just going on and
1: on. So, yeah, keeping it short and sweet, I think. Absolutely. It's it's very self-explanatory. And you already said it, right? Whether it's the meetings, instead of having a meeting that is one hour, cut it short and try to finish it off in 20 to 30 minutes. Good enough. And also it goes for the way how you communicate. If you can say something in three minutes, then say it in three minutes. And don't just go on for 10 minutes. It's, it's really focusing on the big picture. And then people that need to know the details, they will ask you. So therefore, you don't have to just go on and on and on and lose, yourselves in the de- lose yourself in the details. You can just really give everybody a good overview and then the rest will come. That's, awesome. that's very, I, guess, I guess if people right.
0: want to know more, they'll ask, right?
1: Absolutely, right? Absolutely. They'll ask. So true. Yeah.
0: Cool. So we're on to the uh, the ninth tip now, which is on connection. So have a dialogue, not a monologue. Again, very true. I mean, it ties a little bit to the short and sweet. And, you know, some, I mean, I, th- I think, I, again, going going back to some, some of my calls I have recently, I had one guy talk for about 35 minutes once. Uh, i was pretty straight and i was um it was, like, it was like 20 of us on this call and i was like oh god this is really going on so um, yeah i guess people can only retain so much info so i mean it ties in very much to short and sweet doesn't it
1: absolutely it ties into short and sweet and and for me what i when i when it comes to public speaking there's this one definition from Toastmasters that i really like do you know what toastmasters is tim yeah 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 yeah, yeah? So Toastmasters, in case the audience doesn't know, Toastmasters is an international organization that really advocates and educates around public speaking and leadership skills. And in Toastmasters, they have this this definition of public speaking as it is an amplified conversation. And I, I really like this one because it's an amplified conversation. So amplified means that when you are speaking to an audience, you can't just have a conversation as if you're now talking to your spouse and then, of course, it's conversation. You don't, don't just want to load off your stuff. You want to make sure that it's a conversation between the audience. And that's something that I find very powerful, very powerful. But, of course, especially when it comes to connection, there's a lot more that you can do than just having a conversation. There's, there's tools that you can use. And, and you already mentioned one. Humor is a very powerful one. And to give you another one, of course, storytelling. Storytelling is the most powerful way to present your t- content in a, in a very engaging way. So storytelling is is number uno. Everybody should really master storytelling. Or, why, I mean,
0: why, why is storytelling so important? Is it because the people connect to it easier? What's the
1: reason? Well, multiple reasons. At first, if, if I give you, let's say, five facts, how many of these facts do you remember after a day? Maybe two. After three days, maybe one, right? That's That's reality. Well, if I tell you a story, you might be again able to remember the big picture, and and that's really what you want. And if you think about it, stories they are in our DNA, right? In the evening, what do you do in the evening? I know Tim, you're working a lot. However, every <laughs> I'm now and then, to I'm I'm talking, I'm my evenings. <laughs> sorry, I said I'm talking to you. That's what I do in my evenings. I know you're talking to me, and then is there maybe a little bit of Netflixing
0: happening? We, 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 yeah, I do Netflix, read a book, you know, yeah, just a bit. But I guess, yeah, I suppose it's all storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, that's true.
1: It is all stories, right? And you're a professional videographer, producer, director, you know how important storytelling is. And it's not just that we enjoy it, right? As children, we would make sense of the world and stories we would learn. At night and you if you dream, you dream in stories, right? It's these little episodes always that yeah, that exactly. you're like, Oh, I went into a plane and I flew somewhere, isn't it? Yeah it is, right? Yeah. And and also from a neuroscience perspective, if you think about neuroscience, it's it's absolutely incredible. You you start crying if a story is really heartwarming or you feel really connected to do a person to a character in the story or if the if it's a really really exciting story you can also have adrenaline hormones that being flooded into your bloodstream or oxytocin the stress hormone or even happy ending right that's the same as if you would almost take drugs or eat chocolate because it's dopamine that is being now flushed into your blood so that's that's absolutely incredible and it shows you the, the power the real power of storytelling
0: Mm, so good. Really good tip. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something I need to do a lot more of. I mean, it's starting to do a lot more of these speak engagements. So I'm starting to notice that more as I look at speakers, um, how they connect the audience with something that is something that's personally happened to them or how they, you know, why they or maybe they connect it to why they do what they do. So, yeah, it's really, really good tip. That. Really good. Next, uh, next one. We're moving on to I know you mentioned tools, uh, being human being a good tool, but you've also got technology. And that's uh, I mean, we've actually so many tools now compared to what we did a few years ago so we've got here use chat polls collaboration tools so tell us a bit about that flow what what are the tools available to us to help
1: with our well, virtual? The, the tools obviously it all starts with the platform that you're using right whether it's zoom whether it's go or if it's a webinar whether it's LiveStorm, webinar jam and on 24 and that the amount of tools that is out there and that, that are being launched is just incredible so first, you really need to learn your tool and you need to make sure that you master it. You have to master your tool. That's, there's just no, no way around it. And then once you master your tool, you need to then make sure that you don't just stick with it, that you do more. And it starts with the chat, right? If you do an uh, online meeting, a webinar where you have a few people, you need to engage with them in, with the, in the chat, right? Ask them to, to say hello, to give me a yes, to say if you're excited. There's some really great ways to engage with them in the chat. But it doesn't stop there, right? And, of course, the poll is what everybody knows and does. But then also, already when it comes to polls, you see how lazy people are, right? I bet if you think about most of the polls that you would have seen, they are mainly actually just graphs, right? Is that correct, Tim? Yeah. 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 But that's that's just a very basic one and usually the one that is integrated into most of the softwares. Now, here's, here's a few tools that I would recommend you to look at. Slido. Have you heard about Slido? No, I've not, Slido, Exactly, sli.do or slido.com. Amazing tool. What you can do here is, you can ask questions, you can do polls, but you can also not just do polls where you see graphs, you can also do word clouds. So it's very visual and looks cool. You can do quizzes in there. And then if you go for the paid version, you also have surveys and other tools that you can use. And of course, Free version does exist as well. So you don't even have to spend any money. But all you need to do is you show that link in the beginning of your session. And then the audience can follow you there. And it's it's a really cool tool. It's it's absolutely fantastic. That's Slido. Or if you do a meeting, for example, with your colleagues, let's say Tim and I are brainstorming about our next online course, we could just open up a collaboration tool such as Miro.com, M I miro.com, and that's basically a whiteboard. And on this whiteboard, now we've got these sticky notes that both of us can write. And Tim will put it over here, and then I'll drag it over there because it goes into this section. And it's really cool—a great way to collaborate. And it's not just for two people; it could be ten people or fifteen people that all log onto the same platform and all collaborate here, put their ideas there. And that's 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 a fantastic tool, right? Again, oh, wow. free version does exist; doesn't cost you a single pen. Penny. And that's now tool number two. Let me think about another one. Oh, video Ask. Have you heard about video ask? No, oh, yeah. Lots video yet. Ask. <laughs> you have not? Oh my god. No, video Ask is, I would say, one of the most interesting tools when it comes to virtual communication. And I've seen nobody using it so far. Nobody. What you can do is basically you would record a video of yourself. Let's say I want to get client references. So I would say, hi, this is Flo. Thanks so much for attending my workshop today, and I'd love to get your feedback. So now I'll send the link of this video to everybody who attended, and they can now reply, either with a text, a multiple choice, or a video. So you get face-to-face time without having to do another Zoom call, another online meeting. Really cool tool, video ask, and it's super simple. And again, basic version for free. Wow. And cool. I'll I'll give you one more tool because I think this is this shows you again how much is out there. Do you know what augmented reality is? I'm sure you know Tim, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is that is that like the 3D like glasses and stuff? And that's what augmented reality is, right? Or
1: not? No, 3D glasses is basically virtual reality. Augmented okay. reality is when when you take your phone, you would scan yeah. a trigger. So that could be a QR code, or it can be sometimes even, let's say, the shape of a car, and then you get some content while your camera is still showing you the image. So your camera would say, let's say, I'm filming my computer. My camera would show me my computer, but at the same time, there's now an overlay of content. So that could be oh, anything. See. Yeah, yeah, I think I've yeah. seen this before. I have seen it like on um, a showroom
0: website or something where you walk there, people were walking around and they were seeing specs of the car, and they'd open the bonnet
1: and the engine would say this. Yeah, I understand. That's cool. Exactly. That's that's augmented reality. And well, back in the day, it would cost you a lot of money and a lot of effort to create an augmented reality app. Now, here you go. Check out zap.works. So zap.works. It's absolutely incredible. In five to 10 minutes, without knowing anything about augmented reality, programming, code or anything, you can create a very basic augmented reality app, which means you have now, let's say you do a PowerPoint presentation. You ask everybody now to get out your phone, to scan the trigger. There's even a web app, so you don't even have to download anything. You just go into the website, you scan the code, and then what happens is you see on the camera your, your computer, but then there's some content floating around now, right? That could be my website. That could be my contact that you're downloading, a link to something else or whatever you want to put in. And, and the beauty of this now, I get you away from just the computer and I involve another another device and I can load some content onto another device in a very cool way that makes you already look like, that makes you look like one of the smartest and most sophisticated and most tech savvy person in the world, but you needed five minutes, five minutes. Right.
0: Awesome. That's, wow. That's I mean, cool, no? Yeah, it's the future. It's crazy. Yeah. It would long be the days where we used to, you know, just die watching PowerPoint <laughs> presentations for two hours.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, PowerPoint is a whole nother tool, but we're not getting there today because PowerPoint, yeah, that's that needs a little bit more time to really make sure that we have enough time to talk about PowerPoint and what it means to design a great PowerPoint. So shall we move to the next one? Of course, yes. Yeah. So the next one, power of
0: three, present ideas, with three arguments. Why is that important?
1: Well, the power of three, you need to hear go a little bit back to ancient Greece. It's actually a rhetorical device, the tricolon, And there also has been some research that the power of three works. If you give information in threes, it always sticks more with the audience. It always does. And on top of that, it can also make your talk more dramatic. And it's a really cool tool that you can use. So if you want to explain anything, you just go, okay, this is number one, number two, number three, and it's just sticks so much with the audience. So use the power of three to just enhance your speech. And we all communicate in English and many of us, I mean, unlike you, (laughs) we're not native speakers, right? We had to learn English and we're still learning English and we don't have your vocabulary. That's, That's what you have. That's an advantage that you have. I don't have that luxury, but I can use the power of free and other tools to make sure that my language sounds a lot better. And to give you, to give you a quick example, what's um, what's the show called again? Um, America's Got Talent. And then you've got Simon. Simon Cowell, Cowell. or Powell? Yeah. Simon Cowell. Cowell. I always get his name wrong. He he hit the golden buzzer on one of the shows that I watched recently, and he hit the golden buzzer for a very special boy. And the way he, what he said was good. And I just thought, how would I say it? And obviously, or, or immediately the power of three came to me. I would have said, before you were known as the boy who had cancer. Then you turned into the boy who played the violin. And now and forever you will be known as the boy who got the golden buzzer. And boom, that's when I would have hit it. And that's how you make your talk more dramatic by using the power of three. Just three arguments, very, very simple.
0: Well, so that's like a a great way to maybe end or something or maybe to reinforce a point. Would you use that throughout the talk or would that only apply at certain points?
1: That's the beauty of it. It can go anywhere, right? It can go in the beginning, it could go in the body. So you have three major points as you go through your body of your communication. And again, for the closing as well, it could be that these three points However, that being said, for the closing, I almost recommend to have just one powerful statement and not three. Have at the closing really that one powerful statement, that, that one, one call to action, that, that one idea, that one way of inspiring the audience rather than three points. At the end, it should be really just this, this one, one great message that you have. Right. A really a fantastic one that I always like to share when it comes to the closing have you, have you seen by any chance the commencement speech of Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum, the ruler of Dubai, in Berlin? No, I've not. No, I've not seen that. No? Well, he finishes with the words, other leaders promise, we deliver. Thank you. That's a wow. great feeling. No, that's a great know. closing, no? It's, it's a very strong sentence, and it's it's so simple, I can actually remember that. So that's, that's better than having really... Three points at the end just just give them this one statement that brings it home i guess i guess it's people are going to remember what the last thing they heard i
0: guess you know it's like some comedians leave their best jokes to the last to the end um,
1: that, that's they what you do people, yeah absolutely in comedy they always say you use your second best joke for the opening and the best joke goes till the end goes to the end yeah <laughs> i know a really bad jimmy Carr joke but i'm not going to say it <laughs> now i want to so hear it. otherwise i'm not
0: giving you the last one no, I can, let's I hear can't it. it no it's really bad trust me i will have to change the uh the rating of the podcast if i said <laughs> that bad okay we'll move on the last the last the last and final tip so uh focus be present do not multitask i guess we're all a bit guilty of doing that from time to time aren't we
1: we, we are we are and Here's the thing about focus and be present. It's it's something that is so simple that people would say, Flo, why is this tip on there? But if you think about it, well, what do we do, right? It starts all with who really switches off their notifications, who closes down their emails and messages before you do an online communication. You don't mostly. And if you do host a meeting, it's even more important that you are fully present, that you never, ever lose the attention. You're always there with the audience. And that's really important. And also the other way around, if you are on the receiving end, if you are the audience, it's also nothing else than just good manners to be present and also to show that you're present by doing a bit of active listening, to nodding, maybe giving a thumbs up. It it just makes the communication so much better. So focus and being present is, is a really, really big one. And unfortunately, it's so simple, but many people just never really care about it.
0: I guess it it ties back to first impressions as well and if people if you if you as much as it's you know it's very hard to get across kind of like either what you're selling or who you are what you do in a short space space of time it does mean that everything you do is now enhanced. so very true yeah it is I mean you've got to if people if people don't feel like you're being listened to then they're gonna just think bad I guess the whole conversation it's just been a waste of time absolutely yeah Let's go to a couple of questions. So we've got one question here from Sabrina. She says, what is the right way to balance humor slash entertainment and being informative?
1: Well, let me just see that question. What's the right way? Well, it all starts with knowing your audience, right? Before you prepare any communication, you should always think about the audience first. So what is the mindset that they're in? What is the occasion? What do you have to communicate? How can you communicate it to them? And then you, then you already get a good, a good feeling of how, you can, how much entertainment you can put in there, how much information, and how do you really reach and connect the audience? And of course, when it comes to humor, you need to use your emotional intelligence. You need to read the room a little, little bit. You need to know who the people are that you're talking to to make sure that you're not just going overboard. But in general, what I've seen in my experience, you can always use a little bit more humor than you would think. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. And we also like to laugh and have a little bit of fun and keep things most of the time a little bit light. So that's what I would say. So. When it comes to, I mean, would, is there a way that you
0: have to dial this maybe up for something like online or is that something you, does it, because I know we answered this, we asked this question earlier, but I'm, I'm very curious to see if like online is more forgiving than it is public speaking, speaking the public, or is it the same? It's, more, for it's more forgiving? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know, like how how you would be probably on stage, is it immensely different to how you would be online and does that apply for humour maybe and entertainment? Or is it? Or is it? If anything got more of a focus, because you, you're harder. It's harder to connect, I guess, with someone
1: because you have a screen. Well, I think what a good rule of thumb that you could always remember here is is what what a lot of TV presenters have been taught, right? To to do about twenty percent more. So to do to have more energy in front of the camera to to use maybe a little bit more body language, better body language, to use a little bit more of your voice to really make sure. And also, of course, also, well most importantly, more content preparation, more preparation of your content. So the 20% more rule, I think, is always a good one when it comes to virtual communication, because at the end of the day, you're talking to a camera, right? So it's very easy to have this low energy because um, I'm talking to a piece of glass, plastic, and, and a few other parts that I don't even know what they're made of. But you always need to just you know boost your your energy up here. So the twenty percent more is definitely what I think. And if I compare it to being on stage, it's it is absolutely comparable. If you have a large audience and I go on stage and say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Middle East sales and marketing conference, well, it's okay, but maybe people won't give me that much audience uh, much that much applause. While if I go on stage and say, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Middle East sales and marketing conference with a little bit more energy. It's definitely just more energetic and, and the audience will also then give me a more energetic reaction. That's absolutely right. Did, with, with Going from reactions, is there also
0: like a, a sweet spot with regards to how long... Let's just say if people are going to do a presentation on something. Like I guess it does depend on the complexity of it. But is there like a sweet spot people should aim for in terms of how long that should be?
1: As you say, right? It, it, it really depends on the presentation. I'd I'd love to say that twenty minutes is is a, is a good one. Uh, there's the rule of um, the rule of 20, ten, twenty, and thirty by Guy Kawasaki, who said a good presentation should have no more than 10 slides, 20 minutes, and the font size should be 30. And 20 minutes is, is a good size, right? But at the same time as well, sometimes a topic is just way too complex that you can run in 20 minutes through it. So I'd say the shorter you can keep it, the better it is. But it, it really depends on case by case here.
0: No, so true. Um, before before we um, close the, the interview, mate, I'd love to talk a little bit about your course that you've created as well. So one of the things that um, I know a lot of people in the academy are aware of, and we've been uh, we've been talking to you up. Uh, tell us a little bit why you wanted to do one, and what this course obviously is about. Because I think it'd be great to kind of able to hear about that.
1: Well, again, <laughs> bit of a story. I wanted to do an online course or create an online product for the last, I'd say, three years. The mm. the main motivation behind it was to create to create a passive income. That was the main motivation. I wanted to create a passive income. And then from, from the online course, I actually started to write a book. That was then kind of the strategy. First to write a book, then we'll do the online course. Then COVID-19 hit and writing a book is still on my bucket list. However, my first priority had to become to, to generate new revenue streams and to generate income. So therefore, an online course really came into my focus, and it was in my mind. But the, the biggest problem that I always saw with an online course is, at first, when I talk about communication, I don't like to to have a low production setup, so that was a big hurdle. Second, yep. the production time it it takes a lot of time to create an online course if you want to do it right, and and then of course, just to where to start, right? If you've never done it and you don't have anybody to help you, it's just it's just a really, really big project. So that's why yeah, well, that's why I I didn't start with an online course. However, it can be, it can
0: be a bit overwhelming because I mean, you're almost trying to put down what you your whole kind of I guess learning, your own career, everything you have in there to something that you feel you can teach someone. And if you're not used to doing courses, especially for the first one. We have found that people do get stuck on it it's like the to-do list like um i can't remember the uh the 90s uh, i i'm sorry but i remember someone talking about eat that frog or something there's a book called eat that frog and it's all about talking about how you've got to get the worst task or the most important task done first and you'll find that us humans we tend to delay the things that matter the most or if it's
1: monumental
0: so yeah i mean completely sympathize with that completely
1: absolutely so, right and, and 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 i just i just want to to add on to that don't forget that I've been delivering public speaking workshops for the last years, so I already have a program in place. But still, to take that apart and to change it around and change it into an online course wasn't that easy. It's it was a lot more work than I really expected it to be. We have to say that. Well, we've got a little
0: teaser here, so I think we should show everyone what we've uh, what you've been making with us. That would be quite cool to show. So, uh, it's a, it's, this is your basically your elevator pitch. And what's it called first?
1: course? My, my online course? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you show it? Okay, let's show it. Wondering how your presentations could have more impact? Struggling to get your messages across in online or offline meetings? Losing deals because your pitches are not effective enough? Today, in this new world, being average won't do the trick anymore. I'm Flo Kimby. I'm an MC, presenter and communication expert with a background in experiential marketing. I have worked with over 150 of the world's most successful brands, delivered hundreds of events online as well as offline, and helped more than a thousand professionals to elevate their communication skills. Speak, Engage, Present, the ABCs of Winning Communication is a fun and highly effective online course that I've created so you can master your communication skills land that dream job, get new clients, and elevate your personality. All of that in only 45 days. At the end of this course, you will be able to craft world-class presentations and deliver winning communication online as well as offline. And I have a very special deal for the first 50 people that are signing up. You will get six months access to my online course and three months free access to my online community where we have a weekly mentoring call interviews with world-class speakers and also inspiration from best-selling authors and much more this package is worth 950 dollars and the first 50 people that are signing up can get it for only 299 dollars if you are serious about transforming your life investing in your skills is not a luxury it's a necessity warren buffett said if you can't communicate, it's like winking at a girl in the dark. Nothing happens. You can have all the brain power in the world, but you have to be able to transmit it, and the transmission is communication.
0: I love that Winking at a Girl in the dark. That's so true.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's called "Speak Engage Present: the ABCs of Winning Communication. That's mm. the title that I gave it
0: amazing so we've got a question here someone says how can we join your course so i mean i know it's going to be launched soon um so i guess you know we'll just watch this space guys as soon as it's live we're going to be posting it so expect uh, us to be pushing that in the group as soon as that's live but how can people just get in touch with you mate, anyway if they want to keep in touch with what you're doing
1: well of course through you but you can find me on instagram i'm quite active on instagram flow underscore akinby or on LinkedIn, um, of course. I've got my website as well, flow-akinbi.com. So just check it out. You'll find me. I'm quite responsive. Although I always have a few messages that I haven't been answered. Uh, haven't been answered, but I'll I'll get to you. I'll get to you. And usually, if there's a new inquiry, I always get quite fast to the bottom of it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Flo, thank you so much for coming on, mate, and giving us so much value. I think uh, it's, um, it's amazing. I'm just going to show the slide one more time in case anyone's tuned in a bit later. So uh, 12 tips to instantly improve your virtual communication. We talked a bit about setup, um, what's in your background, uh, lighting, you know, light from the front, not from the side, or have light from behind you, so not up against the window. Camera, eye level, uh, authenticity, try to be yourself. I mean, like you mentioned, Flo, a lot of people are in uh, their home environment so it's a bit more comfortable anyway but try to just get across your personality where you can the look look the part not necessarily smile all the time but make sure you look presentable lots of smiles which is nice <laughs> the voice use your whole voice so inflections i guess talk loud you know not too loud but obviously try and use your whole potential there um short and sweet um bite sizable chunks having dialogue not uh and obviously not keeping it one way the come not keep it quite conversational using the technology so you mentioned slido Zap.works. works what was the other one flo
1: so oh, so many so you've got slido zap dot yeah. works myro.com really cool tool and the other tool that we talked about was video ask video ask amazing. fantastic tool
0: amazing and uh power of three uh present ideas with three arguments and the last one being focus. so Flo, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate you putting that together for us and being available. And anyone who's obviously uh, tuning in now, um, you know, feel free to watch this back again, you know. And Flo's obviously in the community. So if anyone has any further questions, um, feel free to tag him in. Like you said, he's he's a busy boy, but I'm sure he'll get around to answer them. So thank you, mate. I hope you have an amazing uh, week. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the group soon. And as soon as your course is live, expect uh, us to share that and hopefully we can get some people to sign up and learn how to speak and communicate better online. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. Have a nice evening and a great week as well. Take care, mate.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to eftonext.com to apply to be a part of our online community.